Welcome to New Catholic Church. You're listening to this week's sermon by Pastor Daryl Finkston. In case you're wondering if you're sitting in a different place, because we were having one service this morning, we went ahead and added some chairs. So we have about 400 chairs. In fact, we have exactly 400 chairs in here this morning because this is a time that we celebrate once a year is our annual meeting. And and uh, we're going to get to that in just a moment. But uh, I want to share with you. Now, I realize the, the smell in this place is about to change. And I'm, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean in a good way. And I realize I'm at a disadvantage trying to preach when the food is just outside the doors. So we've stationed the security team around the tables to be sure there's no snacks before time. All right. But we're, we want you, if, even if you're visiting with us, we want you to stay and celebrate. We're excited about what God has done in New Covenant and what He's going to be doing. And we want to celebrate. We've been in a series called The Hope for the Generations. And this morning I want to take just a few moments, just kind of sum up that whole series and close it out. And then we're going to get into some more uh, kind of talking about our annual meeting, talking about what, what God has done and, and, and share some things with you. But before we do that, I want to close out the series. There's six generations alive in the United States at this time. And most of the time, really, the reality is they're also represented in Christ's church. Psalms 145.4 says this, One generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. It's our responsibility to see to it that the next generation has the opportunity to know, hear, and respond to Jesus Christ. Thanks to the finished work of Jesus on the cross, that's not just a possibility, but it's a promise. Why? Because 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10 says this, You're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, His own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light, who once were not a people, but now are the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Well, how can we know that this promise of going from generation to generation will be fulfilled? I believe the answer is in the Lord's Prayer. Now, when I say the Lord's Prayer, I'm not talking about the prayer that Jesus taught His disciples to pray, but the prayer that Jesus Himself prayed for His followers. It's found in John 17. I want to invite you to turn to John 17. And in John 17, and what I'm going to do this morning, I'm just going to read John 17 from the Message Translation. Sometimes what helps me is, is when I'm reading this, just to picture in my mind Jesus in a room with his disciples, and he's just finished the upper room discourse, and he's told them, he's told them about what's coming. He's told them about his death, their desertion, the resurrection, and the coming of the Helper, the Holy Spirit. And then Jesus lifts his head toward heaven, and it's like John records... His prayer. You may just want to close your eyes and listen to it, but I'm going to read the entire chapter of John 17, make some closing remarks. Here's just whatever it was for you to picture Jesus praying this for us. Verse 1, Jesus said these things. Then raising his eyes in prayer, he said, Father, it's time. Display the bright splendor of your Son, so the Son in turn may show your bright splendor. 
You put him in charge of everything human so he might have, he might give real and eternal life to all in his charge. And this is the real and eternal life that they know you, the one and only true God and Jesus Christ whom you sent. I glorified you on earth by completing down to the last detail what you assigned me to do. And now, Father, glorify me with your very own splendor, the very splendor I had in your presence before there was a world. I spelled out your character in detail to the men and women you gave me. They were yours in the first place. Then you gave them to me. And they've now done what you said. They know now, beyond the shadow of a doubt, that everything you gave me is firsthand from you. For the message you gave me, I gave them. And they took it and were convinced that I came from you. They believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I'm not praying for the God-rejecting world, but for those you gave me. For they are yours by right. Everything mine is yours and yours mine. And my life is on display in them. For I'm no longer going to be visible in the world. They'll continue in the world while I return to you. Holy Father, guard them as they pursue this life that you conferred as a gift through me so they can be one heart and mind. And we are, as we are one heart and mind, as long as I was with them, I guarded them in the pursuit of the life you gave through me. I even posted a night watch and not one of them got away except that for that rebel bent on destruction. Now, I'm returning to you. I'm saying these things in the world's hearing so my people can experience my joy completed in them. I gave them your word. The godless world hated them because of it, because they didn't join the world's ways. Just as I didn't join the world's ways, I'm not asking that you take them out of the world, but that you guard them from the evil one. They are no more defined by the world than I am defined by the world. Make them holy, consecrated with the truth. Your word is consecrating truth. In the same way that you gave me a mission in the world, I give them a mission in the world. I'm consecrating myself for their sakes so they'll be truth consecrated in their mission. I'm praying not only for them, but also for those who will believe in me because of them and their witness about me. The goal is for all of them to become one heart and mind, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, so that they may be one heart and mind with us. Then the, that the world, then the world might know that might believe that you, in fact, sent me. The same glory you gave me, I gave them. So they'll be as unified and together as we are, I in them and you in me, that they'll be mature in this oneness and give the godless world evidence that you've sent me and love them in the same way you've loved me. Father, I want those you gave me to be with me right where I am. So they can see my glory, the splendor you gave me, having loved me long before there ever was a world. Righteous Father, the world has never known you, but I have known you, and these disciples know that you sent me on this mission. I've made your very being known to them, who you are and what you do, and continue to make it known, so that your love for me might be in them, exactly as I am in them.
You say, preacher, where's the promise? Listen, don't you think if God's going to answer anybody's prayers, it's going to be Jesus? Where's the promise? Let me just share it with you. Look at verse 20 one more time. I'm praying not only for them, but also for those who will believe in me because of them and their witness about me. I just imagine as Jesus being God in the flesh prayed this prayer, he saw the generations. And he saw that what he was going to do was going to go on and on and on and on. You're included in this prayer. Christ in you is the hope for the generations. Would you bow with me in prayer? Father, I praise you and I thank you for what you're doing in our midst. I thank you that, Lord, you've given us a message. You've given us your word. You've given us unity. You've given us a oneness with you and with one another by your Holy Spirit. And, Father, I thank you. You've given us a promise that, the, that others are going to believe in you because of our witness. We trust you. We believe that you're the God who is in dominion to all generations. And today we celebrate you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. That's the shortest message you're going to get from me. I'm telling you. What we're going to go is we're going to celebrate the things that God has done in New Covenant over the last year. And then we're going to share with you what we believe the vision for the future is for New Covenant. So would you welcome Chris as he comes to share. Well, I get the exciting part, presenting the annual meeting. I know y'all have all been waiting for this. First of all, I just want to thank each and every one of you for your generosity, for your faithful support, and your involvement in the ministries here at New Covenant Church. We would not be here without each one of you, the body of Christ. And God has shown himself faithful in 2018 in so many ways, and we're just going to highlight a couple of those. And I'm so excited to share with you this annual report for our 2017-2018 fiscal year that ended on August 31st. Lives have been touched and transformed through the ministry of New Covenant Church this year and over the past 32 years. We're entering 2019 with great expectations. We're expecting God to move mightily in 2019 and that we will see him accomplish works that only he can accomplish. We're already seeing him answer the prayer that we've been praying out of Matthew chapter 9, that he would send laborers into his harvest. Matthew 9:37 through 38, Jesus told his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And we continue to invite you to join us in that prayer that the Lord will send the laborers into his harvest. New Covenant Church continues to set our hearts to know, hear, and respond to Jesus Christ. I'm going to be highlighting a few areas in this presentation, uh, but for the full report, you can pick up a copy out in the foyer or you can download it online. It'll be loaded on, on our Internet site later today. 
but these are these are just going to be highlights across all of our ministries. We witnessed 18 people profess their faith in Jesus Christ. We rejoice together. Amen. Yeah. We rejoice together with friends and family as 26 were baptized and were and we were blessed to welcome and dedicate eight babies to the Lord. We're growing. If nobody else comes, we're making our own. <laughs> That's there's two ways to grow the church. <laughs> the New Covenant Church family was able to provide support locally, nationally and worldwide in the amount of fifty nine thousand nine hundred and thirty four dollars. Yes, amen. In addition to our regular monthly support uh, of the Lampasas mission this year, we were also able to provide them with 28 box fans during the heat of the summer to give out to those uh, without air conditioning or good good cooling. Uh, and we've also handed out over 200 copies of the 10 Steps Toward Christ book for free, both uh, to people here and in the community to help with their discipleship in Christ. Our sparklers, shine, and spark ministries provide Christ-centered teaching and care to our birth through fifth grade children Sunday morning, Sunday evening, and Wednesday evening. These three ministries involve 33 adult volunteers and 37 youth volunteers throughout the year, and they've cared for and ministered to an average of 167 children per week, amen, and touched a total unique 348 children in this year with Christ's love. Amen. Amen. In 2018, our youth ministry touched touched 188 unique youth through Sunday evening services and monthly activities. This ministry is served by seven regular adult volunteers along with others who help with special events. And that doesn't count uh, the so many of you that help every Sunday just stacking the chairs to make room for our children and youth ministries each week. Students participate in youth worship team, the Sunday morning worship team, and many also faithfully serve in both our nursery and children's ministry. Our New Covenant Church youth events this year consisted of a once a month game night activity prayer on both campuses. And we also took 40 students and six volunteers to camp this year. Amen. And lives are changed every year in our in the camps that that they take. And just to. Just another side note, we've got volunteers that take a week of their vacation time to take these kids to camp. That is commitment and dedication. It just shows the love and heart that they have for our youth. New Covenant Church ministered to countless adults and families through our 14 life groups that meet in our community, in our church, and at Common Grounds. Our women's ministry thrived in both small groups and large events. The women of our church hosted the IF gathering at, here at our church and also continue to be key leaders in the community-wide Women's More event. And that's actually coming up in October. There's a reminder in your bulletin today. New Covenant Church men met in a small groups, our monthly breakfast and work days throughout the year. And we recently started a new Thursday night men's group. If you haven't been to that, please check it out. The This Marriage Ministry hosted another dance lesson and met in regular monthly meetings that focused on the marriages of our church and the community. We also ministered in countless ways to the people of our church and community, and our expanded ministry teams continue to be key in supporting the ministries of New Covenant Church and ensuring all of our members and guests feel welcome and loved every week. 
This year, we were also able to freshen up some of the paint throughout the building, implement some additional safety features for our daycare and children's ministry, and update the look of our Shine and Spark ministries to give the children of New Covenant Church an environment that is just for them. We have been entrusted to care for the blessings God has given us, and thanks to your continued generous financial support, we're able to do just that. I also want to give you an update for those of you who don't know. We also have a ministry called Heritage Daycare that's the largest daycare in Lampasas. Heritage Daycare continues to reach out and minister to the children of our community by providing quality, faith-based care and education. In 2018, Heritage Care cared for an average of 90 children and employed 21 amazing workers Just to highlight a few things they did this year, they conducted their sixth annual Heritage Trikathon for St. Jude's Children's Hospital, which raised over $5,300. Amen. Amen. And that, just a thought, that's not included in the 59,000 I mentioned earlier. I didn't add those together. Hosted, they also hosted a Heritage Family Thanksgiving dinner and fed over 170 people. We had 25 pre-K graduates, I think, should be able to. Maybe that's coming later. There's a picture of them later. 25 pre-K graduates who went on to the kindergarten this year. And we updated the daycare classrooms with a fresh coat of paint as well. Before we go into the financial report, I just want to take a minute to acknowledge our financial review board and tell you a little bit about them. This is a board made up of six members of our congregation. And the purpose of this board is to provide financial transparency and accountability to our congregation throughout the year. If you ever have any financial questions regarding anything in the church, you can ask any one of them or myself. This year, Rodney Pease and John Rogers are rotating off. Each one serves a three-year commitment, and they rotate two out each year. So they've finished their two-year commitment. We just want to thank them this morning for their three years of service. We also want to thank Sally Baxter and Jean Kulin, who are taking their place effective September 1st, and they'll start their uh or they already started their service this week. And then also the, those that are on the board that continue to serve uh, are Joy Ariano, Kirk Despain, Robert Bieberston, and Quentin Andrews. And we just want to thank all of them for their service. In our 2018 fiscal year, the total income for the church was $466,343, and the total expenses were $466,046, which left us with a net of $297. Our checking balance as of August 31st, 2018, was $231,415. So by looking at our bank account, you can see that we didn't actually spend all of the money. We allocate money for specific purposes to fund ministries and for the future building that we believe God God is calling us to. The ministries are also there to provide for our children, youth, and the daycare. And the the facility that we're we're looking toward would be a large uh, area that they could meet in and we wouldn't be taking our chairs up and down every week as we have been for so many years. Um, If you have any questions, again, you can talk to our financial review board or myself. Our 2018 spending plan shows a forecasted income of $465,000 and planned expenses of $447,515, which would leave a balance of $17,485. And that unspent money would be allocated to planned capital expenses in the Generations Fund, which we will review in a moment. And that's what happened, you know, with 
why we only are showing $297 at the end as we allocated additional money, and we'll, we'll talk about that in just a second. Before I finish the report, I just want to quickly highlight what the Lord has done over the past three years regarding our finances. As many of you will recall, the, the, this time last year, the balance on our building loan was $48,064, but prior to the end of 2017, we paid off the building. Amen. Once once the building was paid off, we started allocating our building payments along with the additional allocations that people were giving to uh, the Generations campaign. In 2018, we had an additional $7,138 in designated giving to our Generations Fund, and the, that combination of our regular payment allocation and other allocations set aside for the building, when we added those together, we now have in that balance sheet fund for that purpose, $57,500. Oh, I'm sorry, that's what was additionally added. Total, grand total of $64,638 that is just ready to begin that project. God's financial blessing over the past three years have literally been overwhelming and nothing short of miraculous. In three years, we retired $343,000 in debt and are now actively saving towards future building and ministry plans. And in those three short years, we have seen over a $550,000 financial swing. Amen. And praise God. (laughs) Only God. And I I was going to say, and when I presented this uh, a few months back to our elders, uh, I had wrote in my notes that I was going to stop bringing this up. You know, it seems like we talk about this a lot. And what I was reminded of is that God tells us over and over in his word to remember what I've done. Remember what I've done because he does and he does that to encourage us now and for the future. He has done so much for us as a church body, and I am so excited to see what he has planned for us next. Again, I want to thank each and every one of you for your continued support of New Covenant Church with your time, with your talents, with your finances. And none, again, none of the ministries that we've highlighted could be possible uh, without each and every one of you. We count it as a joy and a blessing to serve alongside each of you, our church family, in advancing the kingdom of God, inviting all people to know, hear, and respond to Jesus Christ through relationship. Don't forget to either grab a full report on your way out or uh, to pull it up on the, on the website. Pastor Darrell. Give the Lord a hand, would you? What God began in 1986, that's when New Covenant started, has blossomed into an incredible work of God in this region. Uh, You notice this generations on the side of the screen. That was what God gave us ten years ago. Ten years ago, God gave us the term generations. And uh, we didn't know all that meant... But God has continued to unfold more and more each year. We just finished this series that I finished this morning about the hope for the generations. Christ in you, that's the hope. And I can't tell you how proud I am of you. I love you more than you could possibly know. I'm excited to be a part of New Covenant Church and what he's doing. 
Five years ago, the elders began to earnestly pray for God's direction for the generations and for the future of New Covenant. We knew that we needed God's plan. We had done what God had told us to do in the building edition, and in seven years, you paid off $1.3 million. We knew what we did what God told us to do with the daycare. And as we prayed and we sought counsel from other leaders, God directed us to put in place new elders looking toward the generations. And God added David Lowe and Kevin Bott to our team. And then in 2015, God brought Chris and his family to add to our staff and later to our elders. We did that all with the understanding of looking to the future generations. A year ago, in July of 2017, the elders spent an extended time in prayer and discussion, and we felt that God has put Chris Valdez here to serve New Covenant as the next senior pastor. We didn't, uh, we didn't know the timing But we knew God was leading in that direction, and we prayed with Chris, and we started to walk through the steps we believe necessary. It's been an amazing thing to us to see Chris' gifts and his talent blossom, his skill, and what God has brought here and what he's maturing here. And we're still, we were still praying about the timing. And this past Easter Sunday, I was sitting right there while Chris was preaching, and I heard the Lord speak to my spirit and say, it's time. I didn't tell anybody but Connie at the time. And then I told Chris and I told the elders. And since Easter, we've been trying to follow the Lord's leadership, which brings us to today. This morning, with the full agreement of the elders, we want to announce to you a transition of leadership of the role of senior pastor to Chris Valdez. Now listen, I... I I will continue to be an elder and will trans- transition to a new full-time role of teaching pastor. I'll continue to serve in preaching and teaching and other ministry Chris sees as needed. And I am so excited about this. I'm excited about Chris, about his gifts and his talents. I'm excited about God's favor that I see upon him. I'm honored to be able to walk into the future of New Covenant with Chris Valdez and the body of Christ. So I want to ask Chris and the elders to join me here. If you would. Mike Self, an elder, elder is not here. He's in Philadelphia this morning with training for his job. But uh, we're in full agreement. And uh, I think, David, you have something you want to... Thank you, Daryl. God has blessed New Covenant so much through Daryl and Chris, and we're excited about how the Lord will work through our church in this time of leadership transition. New Covenant's real confidence, though, is not in any person, but in Christ as the head of his church. 1 Corinthians 3.11 tells us Jesus Christ is the foundation of his church. New Covenant is built on Christ and sustained by his Spirit. I was also reminded of Colossians 1:17 to 18 and it tells us it's all about Jesus. 
as this passage tells us about Christ, he is before all things and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead so that in everything he might have the supremacy. Christ is the one who holds us together and his spirit leads us in all things. As head of the church, he is both the authority over his people and the source of everything we need for life with him. New Covenant is Jesus Christ's church, and his spirit will guide us in the coming generation, just as he has guided New Covenant in all the past generations. Let us look to him in all things and know that he will finish the work he has started. Amen. It's my honor and joy to invite you to join the elders to welcome Chris Valdez as the senior pastor of New Covenant Church. You can be seated. Um, I'm beyond humbled that God and the elders and this body would receive me as senior pastor of New Covenant Church. For many of you, this is probably still sinking in, and that's understandable. And I know there's a mix of emotions. As Pastor Daryl mentioned, it was a year ago, a little over a year ago, and a little before July, that the elders were in agreement that God had called me to both be an elder and the next senior pastor of New Covenant Church. And that night, God made that clear to each of us, and we experienced much of the same emotions many of you may be experiencing now, and I'm experiencing again. Tears were shed. Tears of joy and hope for the future. Hope that God's plan and purpose for New Covenant Church is generational. That this ministry that God started in New Covenant Church 32 years ago would continue beyond any one individual. There were also emotional tears. As we remembered the history of the church and the many victories and trials God has brought the body of New Covenant Church through, along with the memories of the life and love shared with Pastor Daryl and Connie. We understand that it will take some time to process, and I would like to reiterate again, as he said before, Pastor Daryl and Connie are not going anywhere. He is not retiring I won't let him. (laughs) He's not even cutting back on his hours. He is stepping into the new full-time role of teaching pastor. Both Pastor Daryl and I will continue to preach, and he will continue to serve as an elder. And I'm very excited about the new opportunities this role, this new role of teaching pastor is going to provide to our body in the area of teaching and discipleship. This is a very important part of God's generational plan for New Covenant Church. 
God's plan for the body of Christ has always been and continues to be a generational plan. The hope for the generations is Christ in us. And we believe God is setting New Covenant Church to continue to pass on the hope of Christ for generations to come. I want to take a moment to honor and thank both Pastor Daryl and Connie. New Covenant Church has been has had the blessing of a senior pastor with a heart and love for this body for the past 31 years. Pastor Darrell has loved and served this body for 31 years, and he has loved and served the body of Christ as a senior pastor for 45 years. And he has done this with the love and support of Connie. And I know he would say he would never have made it without her. We love and honor both of you. I want you to know that what God has done and continues to do in this process is unique. The relationship that Pastor Daryl and I have is unique. From the day we arrived in Lampasas, Pastor Daryl has encouraged and uplifted me. And I can't ever fully express my gratitude to him. When God started to make it clear to us where he was leading us and that this day, today, would come, Pastor Darrell grew more and more excited. He was and is confident that he isn't losing anything. Rather, he is going to get to see God working in and through the next generation. He has shared with me over and over his desire for both me and for this body that we would go above and beyond where he's led. The truth is, None of us would be here without the men and women who heard God's voice 32 years ago and they stepped out in faith and responded to God's word to start New Covenant Church. God has not stopped speaking. And for every generation hearing my voice this morning, we have the same opportunity as every generation before us. Will we seek to know him? Will we hear his voice? And will we respond? The vision of New Covenant Church is not changing. We are going to continue to glorify God by inviting all people to know and hear and respond to Jesus Christ through relationship. My heart has always been to follow God wherever he would lead He clearly spoke to me that I would be in full-time ministry when I was 13 years old. However, he never said how he would get me there. And let me just say, it was an unconventional road. And it was much longer than I ever expected it to be. But my lifelong prayer has always been to follow him. It was a prayer that I prayed alone for many years, and it's been a prayer I've prayed now for almost 20 years with candy by my side. I can say without hesitation that he has always answered that prayer, even when we found ourselves in places that we didn't want to be. He has always made it clear that we were exactly where he wanted us to be. 
we responded to his leading when he called us to New Covenant Church. And when we arrived and I started walking in the role of executive pastor, God quickly showed me that everything he had poured into me throughout my life had a purpose. So much of what I had assumed was wasted time now had a clear purpose. And during those years of preparation, he burned Philippians chapter 1, verse 6 into my heart. And I opened with it this morning. I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And I understood the work that he was doing in my life was just that. It was a transforming work that only he could accomplish. And this was a promise he made personal to me. And today I believe it's a promise that we can now hold on together as New Covenant Church and as the body of Christ. It was God who started this work. The work in your life, the work in New Covenant Church, and the work in our world. And by faith we believe that he is going to complete it. Today God is turning another page in the story of New Covenant Church. And we haven't reached the end. It's just a new part of the story. As I step into the role of senior pastor this morning, I want each of you to know my heart. My heart's desire is to faithfully and humbly walk in a relationship with our Heavenly Father. To know, hear, and respond to Him. And I want you to know that God has given me a love for this body. For each of you and for the city of Lampasas and this region. And I believe that He is giving me His love for His people. You've heard me say before that I want to be part of something only God can do, and that hasn't changed. We have seen God work in so many miraculous ways in the past three years, and New Covenant Church has seen God move miraculously for 32 years now. It is my heart and the heart of the elders to lead each of you to know, hear, and respond to Jesus Christ and equip you to walk with each other in that process. We can't do it alone. God has called us, all believers, to be the body of Christ. No individual can do the work that God has called the body to do. He has called each of us. He has called New Covenant Church to be part of His body that we might represent Him to the lost and the hurting. The Bible calls us to love one another, to serve one another, to pray for one another, to encourage one another. Are you picking up on a theme? The only way that we can be the church and to do all these things is together. It's impossible to one another yourself. Think about that for a minute. We can't one another ourselves. We need each other to love, to encourage, to build up, to serve. While every individual needs to obey Jesus' call to follow, we can't follow Jesus as individuals. When we follow his call, we are inherently walking with others. God has been putting in place a lot of foundations over the past three years, and I can see his hand, and honestly, for the past 32 years. And I can see his hand moving now. 
He has already started to answer the prayer that we've been praying from Matthew 9 to send laborers into the harvest. He is drawing people here. He is calling uh, those who are already here. He is giving a heart and a burden in our lives. His love, his heart in each of us. He is continuing the work that he started in New Covenant Church and he is going to finish it. I am so excited to see what God has to do and what he's going to do and that he is going to show himself mightily. As I preached a few weeks ago, he's not stressed out. He's not anxious. He's not worried. He has a plan and it's on schedule. And it's not just the plan for your life or my life or New Covenant Church. It's the plan that he had before the beginning of the world. He saw the end before the beginning and his plan is on schedule. And it's going just like he planned. I want to invite you this morning to join me in walking with him wherever he leads. Pastor Darrell. On September the 30th of this month, we'll have another single service and we're going to be having a special time of laying on of hands and those things. So but we wanted to give this opportunity for you to know what's taking place and we'll have a time that we'll honor Chris Candy and the girls and the future of New Covenant Church. Would you stand together with me? We're going to bless the meal, and we're going to share it together. Let me give you some instruction here. There's three serving lines, two. As you came in, you saw those lines. They're now filled with food. Barbecue brisket, chicken, sausage. Are you hungry yet? And peach cobbler, I think. All right? Also, there's a serving line in the hallway of the Fellowship Hall. So hopefully you won't be standing in line for very long. The, The thing there's... There's room for two lines down each side of all three serving lines. There's tables set throughout. Fellowship Hall has about 100 seats in it. There's 200 seats out in the foyer. Make yourself at home. We want to celebrate what God's doing. We want to share a family meal together. And uh, also, if you are going to say, I don't need to stand in line, and you'd like to help Stack two sections of chairs on each side because we still need to do that for for this week's children's ministry. And I know they'd appreciate it. But let's pray together. Would you join hands together? Father, we bless you. We thank you for who you are, for what you're doing. We celebrate the future of New Covenant. It is good and it is well. And, Father, we honor you for what you're doing in our midst. We thank you for our future, but, Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. We ask you to bless the food, bless our fellowship around the table, and may your name be lifted high. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. For more information or to listen to past sermons, go to newcovenantlampasses.com.